The evidence is abundantly clear that they will not serve you well. In fact, these impulses are downright detrimental. And yet, like panic test takers, we seem to buy into the old saw that says we should go with our first impulse. The six impulses that never pay off. You hardly need a scientific study to show you that these six instincts are harmful. On the face of it, you know, well, instinctively, that they are not worthy of your aspiration. But for reasons that we will unpack in the chapters ahead, the vast majority of us continue to give in to these six instincts time and time again. Here they are. Number one, the impulse to give up before trying, because we feel helpless. Number two, the impulse to shun a challenge, because it seems daunting. Number three, the impulse to settle for the status quo, because we lack vision. Number four, the impulse to shirk responsibility, because it's easier to shift blame. Number five, the impulse to do the mere minimum, because that's all that's expected. Number six, the impulse to avoid taking action because we fear failure. Each of these impulses is self-sabotaging. They do nothing to elevate our lives. They are, in a sense, a way of smugly saying whatever to life. And yet, day after day, we give in to them over and over again in spite of the deleterious results. Are there more ineffectual impulses than just these six? Of course. But these half dozen provide more than enough to chew on. Let me explain. Number one, the impulse to give up before trying. When faced with a problem that's seemingly beyond your control, you are sure to feel helpless if you give in to your first impulse. You'll say, there's nothing I can do about it. Gary, a marketing director, has a client who wants to change the color scheme of a brochure that's already been sent to the printer. I'm sorry, but it's too late, Gary tells the client. It's gone to the printer and it's out of my hands at this point. The client, desperate to make the change, calls later and talks with someone else in Gary's department. This person's reply, let me call the printer. As long as it hasn't actually been printed, we can still make the change. And the change is made. Now, who do you think this client wants to deal with from now on? In one interaction, Gary has lost his credibility If he'd taken time to consider his first impulse, it would have changed the course of his relationship with the client. Number two, the impulse to shun a challenge. When faced with a challenge that seems beyond your abilities, you're sure to feel overwhelmed if you give in to your first impulse. You'll say to yourself, it's too difficult to even try. But if you listen to that message, you'll never discover What is often true, that you are far more capable of facing this challenge than you imagine. Consider Sandra, an account executive whose boss asked her to give a major report to the board of directors in just three days' time. That's impossible, Sandra blurts out. It will take at least a week just to pull together the information. Her boss sighs, do what you can, and leaves her office. Now, compare Sandra's response to Tina's when receiving the same request. Tina is just as inclined to say the same thing, but she pauses for a few seconds to let a new impulse emerge. With a new optimistic perspective, she responds, It'll be tough, but I'll give it a shot. I don't have to tell you how her boss feels about this. And guess who is most likely to garner a coveted promotion when it becomes available? Sandra or Tina? Number three, the impulse to settle for the status quo. When you have the opportunity to do what you dream of, what your heart longs to do, you're sure to feel unfulfilled if you give in to your first impulse. You'll say, I'll simply do what happens to come my way. 
Stewart worked his way through college and graduated with an engineering degree. Not because he particularly liked engineering, it just wasn't too hard for him and it certainly pleased his parents. He worked a variety of jobs while in college, from grocery beggar to repo man. The one thing they all had in common, though, was working with customers. And sometime during the four years at the university, Stewart discovered that he felt passionate about customer service. It's been almost 40 years and Stewart has yet to hold a job in the engineering field. Instead, he spent his career in retail and customer service. Some, including his parents at times, have expressed the opinion that he wasted four years of his life. Stewart sees things differently. He tells anyone who will listen that the decision he made during his college career to follow his passion kept him from wasting 40 years of his life. Number four, the impulse to shirk responsibility. When you are in a thorny predicament and looking for excuses or ways to let...